Welcome to the Hello Sunday podcast with me, Nikki Hyden. This is the podcast that discusses everything self-development, spirituality and sobriety. And it wouldn't be me without a little sprinkling of humour. Whether you were just starting out on your journey of self-development or have been exploring these topics for years, are completely alcohol-free or just curious about living a more sober lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I'll be exploring topics in both solo episodes and with some amazing guest experts. So if you like what you hear, then please subscribe, rate and review. So with that said, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of Hello Sunday. Welcome to those of you who are new around here and welcome back to anyone who is an OG. It is officially December and we are officially allowed to be excited about Christmas. In fact, it's well into December now, isn't it? We're well into the festive spirit and I hope that you are all excited. I hope you've all got your tree up if you celebrate And yeah, I hope you're just all doing all the Christmassy things, all the markets, all the decorating and the wreath making and the hot chocolate drinking. I just, I love, love, love this time of year. It's just so great. And I just feel like with everything going on in the world right now, we just deserve to take those little glimmers of happiness where we can. So I hope you've all had a great week. This week, I'm going to talk, it's actually going to be the first of a two-parter around goal setting and how to achieve your goals. This week, I'm going to focus on the setting of the goals because let's be honest, January is just around the corner and the new year tends to be when people will make goals, make New Year's resolutions, look at what's, you know, worked from last year and what they want to change. And I just thought it'd be a really good time to start talking about this stuff because you don't want to wait until the new year to start thinking about your goals. You want to go into the new year, hitting the ground running or not. You don't have to be super goal oriented. Um, I think as I've spoken about before, you know, this time of year, is actually not meant to be new beginnings, new starts. It's actually the spring, like March was originally the start of the calendar new year. We just had the patriarchy and the Roman Empire messing with our calendar and our moon cycles and adding days on here and there to months and yeah, basically fucking it all up for us. So now January is the start of the new year and it doesn't always feel right to like start new projects. I know for me starting my business this year was just, it was a really weird time because it was dark mornings, dark nights. It was, you know, shorter daylight hours and it didn't feel like the time to be putting loads of energy into things. It felt like the time to be making plans and hibernating away until the new shoots of spring. However, that isn't how our modern day calendar works. So if like me, you have succumbed to the kind of the new calendar and new year and the goal setting um, 
then I just thought this was a good time for us to start talking about this stuff. I can talk you through like my process of how to set goals. And then in the next episode, next week, we're going to talk through things that you can do, processes that you can put in place to make sure that you're going to have the most success in achieving them. But it was just a bit too much to put into one episode because it, it, you would have just been listening to me waffle on for like over an hour. And nobody needs that. So today we're going to talk about the actual setting element. Now, why do we set goals? Like, what is the point in setting goals? For me, I know that if I'm not intentional about what I want and not intentional about how I spend my time, it very, very easily passes me by. Great example of this is social media and phone scrolling. I can quite easily, and this is actually one of my not necessarily goals, but focuses for this coming year, I can easily jump onto Instagram to read a notification and 20 minutes later, I'm still on there looking at someone's brother's, cousin's, dog's, goldfish's story. Like, it just sucks your time, doesn't it? And sometimes that is fine if you've got, you know, half an hour and you just think, you know what, I'm going to let myself have a scroll and your timeline is full of really useful, interesting, good for the soul content. But if it's not, or if that time you need to be spending elsewhere, not being intentional with what you're doing is a surefire way for it to just get sucked away from you and and just to, you know, time to dwindle away. So not being intentional, intentional means that the time just passes by and that could be your day, your week, your month or probably more what we're going to focus. I mean, you can use this goal setting process for any type of goal setting, but I'm specifically going to be focusing on like yearly or annual goals. So being intentional means that you get the most out of your year. It means that you don't get to November, December and think, shit, I actually haven't achieved anything that I wanted to or that I'd got in my mind or that you don't just focus on one area and get to the end of the year and think well it's great that I focused on my business or my relationship or whatever but now I'm out of shape got poor health whatever it might be so some people just float through life they have no goals no set ambitions and look I'm not here to preach to you. If that is how you want to live your life, then you do you, boo. However, I'd imagine if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably not the case. You're probably somebody who is quite keen on personal development, wants to get the most out of their life, wants to fulfill their potential and wants to be intentional and clear on what they want to achieve. So whether that be, you know, big goals, visions, life plans, 10 to 20 year end goals, or down to how you spend your day, being intentional is the best way to assure that you can check in with your progress and see where you've got to and course correct as necessary. So in order to be able to be intentional, you need to, first of all, know what you want. You need to at least feel how you want to feel or know how you want to feel at the end of the time period that you're setting the goal for, in this case, the year, and work backwards. 
So what I tend to do at the end of every year is write a, not necessarily, well, a bit like a letter to myself, I guess. I will write a reflection of the year that I'm about to have as if I've already lived it. So for instance, this year was, it's December 2023, and I wrote this in December 2022. I've had an amazing first year in business. I've hit my stretch target for revenue. I've got multiple clients that have returned to me and given me repeat business. My processes feel slick and comfortable, and I'm sat here reflecting on an amazing first year. I have a strong, healthy marriage where myself and my partner communicate regularly and it feels safe to me. We've done all of the home improvements in our home that we wanted to this year and it feels a great space to be and to spend time. You get the drift. So loads of like reflections on what I wanted because even if you don't know to the nth degree at the minute how you're going to get there, you you can do that. This this goal setting process is going to help you to figure that out. But knowing how you want to feel, knowing that at the end of the year, you want to feel safe and secure in your relationship, or you want to feel like you've got thriving network of female friends around you, or well, not just female, could be a guy listening to this. You could, you could want female friends if you're a guy. Um, but you know, you get the feeling for you might want to feel stable and not worry about finances and have that safe and secure home environment. And so there's no numbers or figures around that feeling of stability of financial security. And that will be different for everybody. But just knowing that that's how you want to feel will allow you to be able to work backwards and to be able to put the meat around the bones of what that needs to look like. And then we can put the steps in place on how to get there. So you don't need to focus at this point on like the how, but you just need to focus on the end goal of of for the next year or the next month, or sometimes I even do this like for the day. And it's easier once you've got annual goals to break those down and then they become kind of daily steps. But initially you want to look at what is the vision of this year? Am I going to be focusing on like fun and adventure? Am I going to be focusing on home improvements? Am I looking for a new job? Am I launching a business? Does my marriage or my relationship need some work? Do I want to attract love or a relationship? And being clear on the things that you want to focus on, even if at this point it is just like the area of your life, is really important. You need to have that vision. You need to know how you want to feel at the end of the year. And that feeling, a bit like when we do the gratitude practice, is so important because it's that feeling that, is going to motivate you. It's that feeling that is going to give you the get up and go to go out and achieve this stuff, even on the hard days when you probably don't really feel like it. So a really good way to look at the areas of your life and assess them is an exercise called the wheel of life. Now, you may have come across this before. It's quite common in like coaching practices I know some of the other podcasts that I've listened to before have done episodes on this and gone into great detail about how to assess each area. I'm just going to whiz through it. If you want any more information, then 
Google it. It's it's literally just called Wheel of Life. And most of the sites and most of the Wheels of Life that I've seen will have very, very similar areas and categories on them, as I'm about to talk through now. But this will just help you to direct your energy and look at the areas that you need to focus on or maybe those that you don't. I know for me, next year, fun and adventure is definitely going to be still a focus, but it's not going to be in the form of like big adventure holidays because there's other areas that we're going to be focusing our energy on as a couple, myself and my husband, because of our like longer term goals. So there are seven stroke eight categories. I say seven stroke eight because some of the wheels of life that I've seen categorize like relationships as one, which would include friends, family, and a romantic relationship. I personally like to split them up because for me, sometimes my marriage can be great, but maybe I've not spent as much time with my friends or family recently, or maybe vice versa. Sometimes there's areas of my marriage that need more focus and work, but actually, you know, I've spent a whole weekend with my family having the best time. So I think you just need to do whatever works best for you. But for me, I'm going to split them up. So let's talk through the categories. And the idea is that you score each of these categories out of 10. And then the ones that are lower, you look at how you can improve them. And the ones that are higher, you look at either maintenance or if it's things that may be like I say, in the coming year aren't going to be a focus, maybe you don't put goals and, um, uh, you know, objectives around those areas. So the first one is money or finances. So what is your score out of 10 for how you feel currently about your financial situation? Are you happy with where you're at? Does it need some improvement? Um, Just score it out of 10 for the time being. Personal growth. Where are you in your personal growth journey? I know for me, there are things that I definitely want to work on next year that will impact not only my personal relationships, but also my business and professional um, relationships and progress. One of those is definitely patience. Sometimes I want things right now and I want to just make it happen. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. This podcast, for instance, it's a real, real test of my patience because you can't build a podcast overnight unless you're, you know, an A-list celeb and expect it just to go to the top of the charts and have amazing downloads. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes strategies. It takes learning and tweaking what works and what doesn't work. So personal growth, where where are you in your personal growth journey and just score it out of 10 for the time being. Are you happy with yourself as a person? Is there work to be done? Your career. So that could be if you are employed, you know, you're happy with where you're at in the job that you're in. Do you want to look for a new job? Do you maybe want to get a promotion? Where are you at? And if you've run your own business, then how happy are you with how things are going? Fun and recreation or adventure. Now, this could be that you want to go on big adventure holidays. It could be that you just want to do a date night every month. 
It could be that you want to explore your local area more. There could be loads and loads of ways that you can improve on this. But as it stands right now, how happy are you with the amount of fun and adventure in your life? Relationships, as I've just mentioned. So I'm going to split these up. So the first one is friends and family. Um, And again, you could split it up if you have got a really great relationship with your family, but you actually want to work on your friendships more or you want to attract new friendships, split them up. You know, you don't have to just have eight categories. Um, But for me, friends and family is is pretty on par. I'm pretty happy with things in that area. There's definitely some friendships that I want to invest more in next year. Um, We haven't seen each other as much this year. But yeah, how happy are you with that area? And then romantic partner or relationship or marriage give that a score out of 10 how happy are you are you a single pringle and absolutely happy and not wanting to attract a partner if so great score it high are you single and wanting to attract a partner are you in an unhappy relationship are you in a relationship that needs some work whatever it might be give yourself a really honest score out of 10 physical environment so this could be a lot of things I mean for me it's mainly my home because I work in my home as well as live here Uh, it could be your car if you spend a lot of time in your car or driving it could be if you live with your parents it could be your parents home it could be your bedroom there's lots and lots of places where you spend time that could affect you that could affect your mood your ability to grow I know for instance I had a friend living with back with their parents over the summer whilst they were waiting for their house to be built and that really really changed their ability to have personal space to just do what they wanted to when they wanted to because they were sharing all the communal areas with their middle-aged parents and also there was often times where their parents would have people stay over and they'd have to like move rooms so it wasn't even just having private space and that can really affect you so what how much out of 10 would you score your current physical environment maybe you want to move house maybe you want to upgrade your current home in terms of renovating could be loads of reasons why you're not happy or maybe you've just moved to your dream home who knows and then the final one is health how happy on a scale of one to ten are you with your current health are you great doing amazingly or are there definitely areas for improvement so for instance for me at the moment I would say that my focus areas or the areas where I am probably lacking or a little bit more um lower in scores and this doesn't necessarily mean it's because I've not focused on them it may be that intentionally I've put them on the back burner this year are my fun and adventure so I think again next year isn't going to be a big adventure holiday year but I definitely want to look at smaller things that we can do with friends family and with my husband for fun and adventure because we need to continue to make sure that you have fun and that you are still discovering new things going to new places despite maybe not having a focus on big adventure holidays because we're going to be saving for a new house So that for me is definitely something that I want to look at, but probably not quite in the way that you would imagine. 
Um, and then the other one for me, I would say, is health, definitely. I have probably neglected exercise a little bit recently, especially as the nights have got darker and the mornings have got darker and yeah, it's just your motivation wanes and I know that motivation isn't going to carry me through. So I should have just continued regardless, but I've let that slip. So for me, physical health um, and also mental health, I think it's important that you really do, you know, make that a priority. Next year, those are definitely going to be a focus and also personal growth. I do a lot in the way of personal development, but I think the things that I really absolutely love doing are things in like group settings so meditations gong uh, sound baths and gong experiences uh, I'm doing an inner child workshop things that really I guess test my not test my boundaries so much but they will give me food for thought and really challenge my thinking and connect me back to myself Those are the things that I want to focus more on next year. And then also career. I mean, my business has done great in the first year, but there's always a hunger to want to be able to push that to the next level and explore what does that look like moving forwards. So once you've got the areas and you've scored them, you want to have a look at, look, what does this coming year look like for me? If you're scoring really low in health, then I don't think that you can afford to not make that a priority. But maybe if you're scoring lower in something like physical environment, but you know that you're not going to be moving house this year or you're saving to move house. Like this isn't our forever home for us, but we're not going to be moving home in the next two years. But we've done things to make our physical environment better. You know, we've bought nicer furniture. We have painted and laid down new carpet. We even had the floorboards replaced in the upstairs because they were creaking and nothing that we did worked. And all that stuff has just helped to make this home feel as nice as it can. So is our physical environment next year going to be absolutely perfect and our dream home? No, it's not. But we're going to do what we can to keep making tweaks to make it as nice as possible. So you want to look at the reality that you're in. You want to look at your focus for next year and you want to look at where you've scored. Again, I think relationships is one that you can't afford to ignore. And it's something that if you do continue to ignore it, you'll probably find that some of those relationships just fall away. Maybe that's what you want. Relationships and and friendships don't last a lifetime always some do some are there for like a season or a reason a lesson but if you really enjoy the people around you you want to continue to invest in them for those of you that are regular listeners to the show or maybe you know me personally you won't have been able to get away without hearing me talk about Simprove. Simprove is a scientifically backed water-based probiotic drink You drink it daily and it has been scientifically proven to help with things like bloating, IBS symptoms, pain. It was actually a dietitian friend of mine that introduced it to me last year and I honestly wouldn't be without it now. It's helped with my energy, with my bloating, it's helped with my immune system and also things like my skin. The list is honestly endless. Now I have got a code for you. So if you'd like to try Simprove, you can get 50%, that's a massive 50% off your first three month subscription 
by going on simprove.com and putting in the code Nikki50. That's N-I-K-K-I-5-0 or click in the link in the show notes. So once you've got the areas, you want to start looking at, well, what can I do to improve these areas? Are there things that I can put in place? Could I see my family more? Could I see my friends more? Could I save a certain amount of money to make me feel more financially secure? Do I need to build up an emergency fund? Is it that I want to move home or get a new job? What are the real focus areas for you next year? Now, when you're looking at these, it's difficult to say how many you should do, but I never want to feel overwhelmed by my goals. I don't want to look at them and think there's absolutely no way on God's green earth that I am going to be achieving those next year. I want to look at them and think that is a stretch, that challenges me, but actually, do you know what? It's it's exciting. A really good example of that actually is this year when I launched my business in January, I did put down a revenue number that I wanted to achieve and I quickly took it off my goals list because it felt too lofty. It felt unattainable. It felt like I just wasn't going to get there because it was the first year. And I did end up hitting it. And I think that's because I'd already got into the mindset of hitting it and then kind of taken that down. I I moved it back to a figure that felt a little bit more achievable, but was still, still, you know, difficult in the first year. Um, And I ended up hitting the stretch run. And I think that's because I'd already got it in mind. And I'd already kind of put that figure into the universe, if you like. So there's loads and loads of ways that you can set goals. But I think the one thing that I will say is they need to be like, tangible or measurable and that's why the wheel of life really helps because it really focuses you in on the areas that you want to improve but for instance saying I want to be happy that's a great goal and yeah everybody wants to be happy I'm sure but it's not measurable it's not tangible you're not going to be able to look back at the end of next year and know if you've hit that you're not going to be able to check in with yourself periodically because you might be happy one day and not the next and happiness sometimes people think it's like an external thing when actually it's it's a real inside job and it shouldn't depend on the house that you live in or the car that you drive or the job that you've got so what is going to make you happy how can you set goals to make sure that at the end of the year you feel happy whilst also making them tangible, making them measurable? You know, is it financial stability? I know for me, that's a really big one to, you know, drive in my happiness. I'm If I'm stressed about money or stressed about paying bills or where, you know, certain things are going to come from, it, it's really difficult for me to feel like, happy because I've got this underlying anxiety so that for me is a big one I'm also massively affected by my environment like when we were doing um doing covid doing lockdown experiencing covid that fucking awful time in my husband's old flat in like a really bad rundown area of Leeds you bet your bottom dollar I was not achieving as much as I could have been I actually did have a really good time in lockdown but that was more to do with spending time with him um rather than 
the place that we lived. I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast, like someone got murdered on the street. So home environment and just the environment that I work in really affects me um, and my overall happiness. Also, like adventure and having fun times. All work and no play makes Nikki a dull girl. So things like that. Look at what makes you happy. Therefore, you can make goals to satisfy those areas. But just saying like, I want to be financially secure isn't a goal. Saying I want to be financially secure by saving 10 grand this year is. So you need to figure out how to get there. You need to figure out what that looks like to you. And that's going to be different for everybody. You need to feel motivated by them. You need to come back to the feeling of if I save 10 grand this year, would I really feel financially secure? Or does it need to be 15 or 20? Or actually, is it just five? Like, what are the things that will make you feel that way? And and harness that feeling, come back to that feeling of how you want to feel and how you want how you're going to get there is then the goal. So Breaking them down, looking at are they achievable? Is this something that is going to motivate me? And is this something that is, you know, that I really want rather than something that you feel like you should want? Do you really want that new car? Is the house just a status symbol? Are you going to get pissed off by all the cleaning or, you know, the sheer size of the garden? Are are they things that you really want? Are these the things that are going to make you truly, truly happy? And then there are loads and loads of ways to set goals. There's loads of processes, loads of specifics on the internet about you want to do this process or you want to do that process. But I'm going to talk about how I look at the actual goal and then I'm going to talk about how I fit them into my calendar to make sure that I'm achieving them. So the actual goal you want to, you've probably heard of this actually, you've probably heard of the SMART technique. So SMART is an acronym. And what it stands for is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic or relevant, and time-bound. And what that means is each of the goals, like I've just said, need to be specific. So let's use the finance one. I want to make 10K next year. I want to save, sorry, 10K next year. Measurable, Yeah, that's measurable because it's a figure, isn't it? So you'll know if you've hit the 10K or not. Achievable. Only you will know if based on your current status and, you know, where you're at, if that is achievable. I am a little bit like, what's the word? I don't like the word achievable at its core because, or on the surface, because to me, achievable is just saying like where you're at now that that can come from and actually we all know that miracles happen your manifestation should not be just based on your current like environment or your current um status and actually achievable where you are now might not necessarily relate to achievable in a year you could get a 30 grand pay rise this year and therefore that 10k is going to be a piece of piss to achieve whereas it might have been a stretch at the start of this year so I think just be careful about making them too realistic and too achievable. You want things that are going to stretch you and that are going to be exciting when you get there, not things that are just a case of putting away the spare cash that you've got every month anyway. I mean, it might be that if you're used to spending it, but 
yeah, for me, I don't want to just be looking at things that are like doable. Um, realistic again comes into that category and time bound, you know, I want to have achieved 10k by the end of the year. So that is time bound. That is making sure that you've got a deadline on it. Not just, I want to save 10k because what's that putting out there by the time you're 60? Like we need some times around this. So making them smart, making them measurable, making sure that you are really clear on what those goals look like. You know, if it's a new car, what sort of car do you want? When do you want it by? That is the sort of thing that you want to be putting into your SMART goals. And for each category, look at what do I need to do to improve it and make your goals shaped around that and make them SMART. And then the way that I tend to do this and actually... I've recently done, um, the lady that does the book club that I'm in does a New Year's goal setting party every year. Um, and she also does them like this, but I've always set my goals out in this way. Um, and that is quarterly. And the reason that I do that is because I feel, well, first of all, I work in recruitment and we've always used quarters to like make targets and um you've always just been uh targeted quarterly in terms of revenue so my brain works like that anyway but I think for me like quarterly is also a little bit like seasonal because you've got like January to March which is winter and probably where I'm not going to put the biggest goals of my year because I know from a personal perspective that I'm not performing at 100% in every area of my life in the winter probably a lot to do with what I was talking about earlier we're not actually designed as humans to start like firing on all cylinders and really putting all our energy into things until spring so for me in Q1 I'm probably not going to put like my biggest health and fitness goals or certainly fitness goals because I know that like gym life is just it's an effort but come April to June that is when I am like at my best, peak performance, you're getting the most out of me, every area of my life is going to be focused on and Q2 and Q3, so spring and summer, so April to June and July to September are probably the times for me where I'm going to be, you know, you want you want to bet that I'm going to be a force to be reckoned with and then coming towards the end of the year, October to December, again, things probably start winding down, you're probably not going to be looking at starting new things, it's going to be tying up ends and closing things off and thinking about the year ahead so the reason that I break down my goals like that is because it allows me to make sure that not only are am I checking in on my goals like on a quarterly basis and that they are bite-sized but also I can I guess look at like how I weight them throughout the year and things like fitness and things like fun and adventure, they're probably going to increase in intensity and the energy that I put into them more in the warmer months. Whereas maybe things like saving are probably going to be done more in the winter months just because I'm not spending as much. That's how my mind works anyway. Might not be the same for you, but this is like my process. Take from it what you want. So, for instance, if you wanted to go to New York for Christmas, if that was a goal of yours in your fun and adventure category, and you were like, I want to go to New York for Christmas, and I know it's going to cost me five grand, five thousand pounds, or 
$5,000, wherever you are. And you know that you need to have probably booked it a few months before. You're not going to start saving for that at the end of the year. You're not going to put, unless you know that you get like a big bonus through or something partway through the year, you're probably going to want to split that down into like monthly. So maybe like January to September, you'll save £555 a month. Or maybe you know that by September you want to have saved half the money, so you will save two and a half grand by then, and then the rest by the time you go because it will be spending money. For instance, this year I knew that I wanted a new website. Well, I wanted a website, I didn't really have a website, and I knew that I needed it by April. So I broke down that goal as a Q1 goal to launch in Q2 as I needed to like source someone to do it I needed to save the money in my business account to pay for it and I needed to have the bare bones of the structure of what I wanted it to look like all by March so those were like goals for the first quarter of the year that I knew I needed to achieve there was no point in me putting those goals later in the year because I knew that if come April I hadn't got at least a landing page it just wouldn't look great for my business it wouldn't it wouldn't have given out the right impression I wanted to be you know professional entity so I knew that was something I needed to do at the beginning of the year likewise there's been things that I knew I wouldn't be able to achieve until later in the year so getting our home emergency fund up to a certain amount um saving for our holiday to Thailand which we knew we wanted to go on it's all things that maybe are not happening until later in the year but you know that you've got to start putting in place the steps to achieve a little bit earlier on so looking at it quarterly allows you to look at well actually what do I need to be achieving in these months and what are the things that I can put back to the end of the year so like if for instance you wanted to sell your car in August you probably wouldn't start doing anything about that in the first quarter of the year because there's no point in like looking for a new car or putting your current car up for sale until you can actually move ahead with it but come maybe the end of quarter two like June time you might want to be start thinking about well what sort of car do I want if it's a new car it could take like three or four months to come so maybe you want to start looking earlier so it's all going to be really really relevant to you but you will know like when you need to start these steps you will know when you need to start looking at things based on the year that you, you've got coming. And like I said, some people work in jobs where you might get a bonus in March. So there's no point putting down savings goals until Q2 because you're just going to be reflecting on them and feeling shit about yourself when you've saved no money. So like my professional and work goals, I know that my market dips a little bit in the summer. So the start of the year is normally booming in recruitment and Q2 as well. And then when it gets to like June, July time, especially the school holiday, so August, people start going on holiday. The process is stagnate. You can't get hold of candidates and clients. And there's no point in me putting the bulk of my revenue or the bulk of my like financial goals for my business in those months. It just doesn't make sense. So that is personal to me and looking at it in quarters allows me to like weight my year in the right way. So I hope that makes sense. So 
yeah, break down the quarters. And then what I tend to do is I will check in quarterly. I will also check in monthly. So if in the first quarter of the year, I've got a goal, for instance, this year for my website, at the start of January, I'll be like, right, there's quarterly goals for this year of start my website. What is it that I need to do this month? And that way you can break it down into a monthly goal. You can break it down into a weekly goal. And then each week you can look at what do I need to do day by day to achieve that. And it just means that you're not looking at all these goals and being like, oh my God, I want to upgrade my car, move house, save 10K. And you, your brain's just like, fuck, where's all this coming from? How am I going to do it all? Instead, it's a bit like when you used to study at school or college or uni and they would say like, break it down into bite-sized chunks. Don't look at, I need to know, I don't know, all of my English. Look at it chapter by chapter. Look at it character by character. So you break it down and then that allows you to be really focused on just that quarter. You don't need to look at the other three quarters of the year. You literally, in January, just look at that quarter. And each month of that quarter, you look at where am I with these goals? Same for Q2, same for Q3. And then by the time you get to the end of the year, you should be looking at three quarters of goals that have been achieved or you're well on your way to achieving. Some of them might take all year. For instance, a saving goal might take you all year. But if you're hitting those quarterly goals, chances are you're going to hit it at the end of the year. And then, you know, things will, I guess, just compound and snowball. And in essence, you're going to be hitting stuff then without having to look at the bigger picture because you're looking at the smaller day by day steps that you need to take. So like, for instance, next year, I've got big goals for this podcast. Um, They're only going to be achieved by getting ratings and reviews because that's how things get pushed up the charts. That's how more people discover the podcast. And there's no point in me looking at this and being like, right, I want 100 reviews by the end of next year. Because that's a huge goal. If I look at that in January and at the minute I'm on like 10 or something, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. But if I just look at what I need to do each week, so put out a decent quality podcast, continue to ask my audience what they want and break down those goals into what do I need to do each week, be consistent, make sure that I'm optimizing all of my posts for like SEO and using hashtags and set those habits, set those weekly um, steps. And then each quarter looking at, well, have I got the 25 reviews that I want? If not, why not? Have I asked people for reviews? Have I not been consistent and missed weeks? Have I not posted about it? You know, there could be loads of reasons. And so it all then just compounds and it all snowballs. And at the end of the year, hopefully then what you have is an amazing set of goals that you've hit and you've got more fulfilled life categories. And overall, you can look back and be like, yeah, this year was a good year. Not saying you're going to hit everything. Some things are out of your control. But, you know, if you do this, if you look at your intention and set your vision and put in place the steps to achieve things, you're a hell of a lot more likely to come out of the other end of the year having had a really bloody good one than if you just float through and hope for things to happen. So to summarise, have your vision, really connect with what you want, make sure it excites you, make sure you get that that 
fuzzy, fuzzy, warm feeling in your belly when you think about it. But also, it's probably going to scare you a little bit. That is fine. That That's that's great. We want you to have a little bit of like, oh, shit, how am I going to do this? Assess all the areas of your life accordingly and make sure that you are making goals that cover all different areas and you're not just focusing too much time and energy into one area. Yes, each year you're not going to have equal um, goals in every area. You're going to have focuses, but making sure that you're not just like nailing the gym and forgetting about everything else is probably a good way to go. Break down each of your areas into manageable goals, make them smart, make them measurable and make sure that they are things that you can look at and know whether or not you're tracking against them. Split them up into quarters, look at the four quarters of the year and what you've got on of each of those quarters and make sure that you split up those goals and put them into those quarters and just focus your energy on that quarter and check in regularly don't leave it till the end of the year to come back and realize that you've done fuck all in one of the areas or that one went you know off the grid in February and you've not really realized make sure that you are checking in make sure that you're looking at them monthly weekly I check in on mine probably yeah once a week or once every couple of weeks where am I at what do I need to do to course correct and if you do that then to be honest with you you can't go wrong. The next bit is just the effort and we're going to talk about how to do that in next episode. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that it's been useful. Please, please do DM me either on my personal Instagram or on the podcast Instagram, Hello Sunday Pod, or the email address, which will be at the end of the episode. Let me know how you're getting on with this process. Let me know your goals. Um, be accountable, share them with people, share them with your friends and family. We've got the 100 days group that I'm part of that I share mine in, but you know, create your own, share them with your best friend or your partner or a family member. It's a lot easier to be accountable if you've got somebody saying, hey, how are you getting on with that business that you wanted to launch? Or how are you getting on with that house move that you wanted to do this year? Then it is if you just squirrel them away and think, oh, if I don't, if I don't achieve it, it doesn't matter because no, it, it, it doesn't matter to anybody else, but you'll probably find it matters to you. So let me know how you're getting on. Let me know if you have any questions and I will see you next week for the next part, which is how we can achieve these goals and how we can put in place habits and processes to make sure that we are absolutely knocking it out of the park thanks for listening you can find us on instagram at hello sunday pod or you can email us on hello sunday pod at outlook.com have a great week